We're all gonna be like three little Fonzies here. We're gonna be cool. We gonna be cool. We gonna be cool. Fonzie's episode eight. We're back. Don't forget to subscribe to us. Follow our Instagram. Give us a review if you're in the caring mood. At little Fonzie's. At little Fonzie's. Thank you, Dish. Greenwald, WAP is number one in the charts now. Congratulations. I saw your your TikTok cashing in on the WAP dance for some views. Talk about, as you were saying last episode, being super original and different when it comes to your TikTok. So congratulations on that one. Is that does that is that worth the congratulations? Did have you, you know what I think it I think it is because you know what I was seeing you know there's in a there's good two, way or a bad way. There's two different trends with the WAP. One is where it's like a couple and it starts with the girl or the woman in the camera doing the I want to choke I want the thin of the back of my throat and then it cuts to the to the husband or the boyfriend and he's like oh my god is this who we are and so that was the trend I was seeing. So I tried to bring some originality to it with the macaroni, as I of talked course. about last time. Yeah, being naturally. a part of my, Na- my mental image. But there is now a WAP dance, and of course, it involves some very sexualized dancing. And there's definitely some uh, underage females, you know, dropping it low for the, for Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. So. Well, we're uh, waiting TikTok. for you to get yeah. in on it. We'll we'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, well, that won't be happening. Maybe a collab <laughs> with one of those thirteen-year-olds, you predator. It's uh, it's called a duet, actually, and uh, <laughs> oh, I, I will not be doing that. In not other news, nice. Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres. He's one of the hottest players in the league right now. Arguably the best young player. Arguably the MVP of the season so far. He's killing it. A couple nights ago, when they were playing the Rangers. They're already up 10 to 3 in the 8th inning. Tati's at the plate, already had a home run in the game in the game. He was up or the count was 3-0. Apparently the third baseman coach told him to take the pitch. He missed that read from the coach and he ended up hitting a grand slam. I didn't really think there was a big problem with. It. I didn't see anything wrong with no. this, but after the no. game, the Rangers manager Chris Woodward was pretty pissed off saying uh, Tatis was breaking the unwritten rules of baseball, suggesting that like you shouldn't kick a team when they're down. I, w- I-, I was ass. very surprised Wipe by what, what What do you guys think about these unwritten rules of baseball? I was taken aback by this. This would include things like bat flips. Another one I saw, I looked up what are the su- some of the unwritten rules in baseball. I don't hate all of them. Like One of them is if a pitcher is pitching a perfect game, you shouldn't bunt to break the perfect game, you should actually try to get a hit. I kind of like little things like that. But in terms of, hey, I mean, Woodward or Rangers organization, pitch better if you don't want to give yeah, up a grand I mean, slam. Liam, you go ahead. Yeah, my opinion on this is they just sound like a bunch of fucking crybabies. You're at the highest level of Major League Baseball. If you have a pitch coming at you, you have the bases loaded. Who cares what the score is? Your job is to play baseball. They're paying you to score runs. Something additional to consider before you make your points, if this might alter it a little bit. In 2016, the Padres themselves lost a game they were originally winning by 10 runs. 
And last year, they also won a game that they're originally trailing by seven. Now, I don't know what innings that actually happened in. I know this was the eighth inning where this incident happened. But nevertheless, it is definitely a thing in baseball. You know, very yeah, often I mean, when, when the runs come in, it's very often one inning. It's one bad inning where the relief pitcher shits the bed. You keep replacing the pitchers. Why should he catch heat for doing his job? This isn't Little League Baseball where we all shake hands, you get your participation trophies at the end. This is Major League Baseball. Well, the funny thing about that, Liam, is that Major League Baseball is the t- is the league that would have an unwritten rule, whereas in Little League, kids are going to be fucking selfish. And there's nothing worse, by the way, than in like Little League or Young Rec Basketball or whatever. True. Teams up by a shit ton of points and they put in the scrubs and like one of the scrubs scores and everyone goes fucking crazy yeah, and you're on but- the losing team. It's like... Fuck, rub it in, why don't you, you motherfuckers? (laughs) But still, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, Liam, hold on. I was just going to say, I feel like everyone is actually pretty unified on this. I don't think there's much debate. Most people think they're crybabies. And the other thing I was going to say is that I think there's a lot of discussion over the unwritten rules in baseball right now because a lot of pitchers, this is not an unwritten rule, but a lot of pitchers are throwing at the Astros or whatever the fuck is happening with that. And, like, I don't know if you guys saw, the next batter... The uh, Rangers yeah. pitcher threw behind behind him, yeah. and the announcers were like, "He's gonna get ejected because it was obvious that he could say, oh, it got away from me, whatever.' But you don't throw a fastball in the major leagues that badly behind a player. To me, that's to. worse. To me, Given that's worse than hitting a grand Way slam worse. on a meatball of Way a pitch. Worse. Yes. Because you're hurt, you're, you're trying to physically, you don't know where you're going to hit him. What if you hit and him? And it has nothing to do, that's that's doing something negative for your team to prove a point, whereas Tatis is actually doing something, you know, it's Helping not like he hit a home run. He's doing his job. He's doing his job. Like I said, I think most people are on the, on the side. He's also a likable, electric, young baseball player, which is what baseball needs. I don't think anyone is... Is against this. Well, I don't know, the uh, Greenwell. The I, manager I of the Padres and it. some of the Padres team were kind of talking to him and almost looked like they were scolding him a bit after the at bat. And like the assumption is that they were like saying, hey, you should have taken that pitch. I didn't necessarily I know that rule. You... And on top of everything, dude, bases were loaded. That's that's a threatening position to be in no matter how you cut it. So two things. Well, at least at least they they it, when I first saw this, I thought it was like an intentional walk, which at least thank God baseball got rid of that. They used to make them have to throw four balls. Now it's just like. You designate the walk and they skip it. I don't I like say, that just because I have one memory of Miguel Cabrera hitting like a double yeah. when he was trying well, to be intentionally walked. So I would prefer, hey, right, I just but gotta one throw one Miguel Cabrera double compared to fifty million times that Dude, they do like four a balls. It's not like a pitcher's gonna throw his arm out, throwing like a fucking forty. No, 40 no, old, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the wasted time. It just sucks to have to watch it when they do it rather than just walking him intentionally. But when I originally saw that he hit it on a 3-0 pitch, I, I assumed it was one of those situations where it was like he was being intentionally walked and they expected him not to lunge over the plate to hit it. But regardless, I would only compare it to, and, and for whatever reason, it makes me way more pissed, when a basketball team is up, you know, and you see it, there was some fucking brawls in college, I feel like, this season where this happened, where the guy, like, dunked it with under 10 seconds left up four yes, or something yes. when they got a steal was that Kansas rather State? than Kansas and Kansas state rather than like dribbling out the clock. So it's like, there are these unwritten rules, but in but this situation, emotion, the bases are loaded. That's them yeah, acting better, on dude. emotion. That's them acting it, it, on emotion. Yeah. That's not how you're supposed to play. 
And well, one last thing about the manager of all people, the manager of the Rangers, being the pissy one complaining about this. Last year, the Rangers were playing the Red Sox, and they purposefully let a foul ball that was like an easy pop fly drop to the ground so they could have their they could give their pitcher another chance to have his 200th strikeout of the year. So, I mean, talk about unwritten rules. I would guess an fucking unwritten rule is to play the game properly and not try to <laughs> fix the stats a little bit. Again, uh, the unwritten rules that, that have to do with hurting your team versus helping your team are, you know, like totally, that's and hurting their there's, team. And I think there's gentleman rules as opposed to unwritten rules. Like, I, I can't come off the top of my head with, like, a gentleman rule. But if, again, they could come back from 10 runs. I'm not sure there's a difference. I mean, we could yeah, go on and on. There's a million situations. Yeah. Whatever, but like the, they could have come back and won. Like let's say he didn't hit that grand slam. He hits in a double play whatever. They come well, yeah. back. Well, that, I don't know if that's those are equal things, but definitely true. Yeah, you're, you're mean, not an equal thing. Fuck you. Well, the funny thing is way more way less people would be on his side if he swung at the 3-0 pitch and grounded out or something. True. It's just because true. people that's a stupid, you know, situation where people are mad at the result. No one would have yeah. given a fuck right, if he grounded right. out into a double play, but because he had home run, everyone's like, "Why was he swinging?" It's like, "Fuck you." Those are the guys who have their uh, participation trophies still hanging in the mantle over their fucking That's right. Uh whatever living room I don't give a fuck. that's right next up we got big big news apparently according to this chris harrison a name i'm sure none of you are familiar with dude people are familiar with he's him. the host of the bachelor he's very well to, known he's very set well to miss known. two weeks he's gonna miss two weeks of the bachelor season do you know because he's bringing his son to college the tcu he's dropping his son off at college it'll be the first time he's missed a show in 11 that kid years is gonna clean up to our record, listeners, I didn't know that this was noteworthy, but Dish Dish told us that it has to be in there, that this news about Chris Harrison miss, missing a couple works has there. to make the cut. So, Dish, why don't you tell us why this is so noteworthy? Well, um, from the information I gathered again, which was given to me by my girlfriend, people are upset. It's sick. It, 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 Jack, uh, I've had you're here, I've had up to here with you. Anyway, you should just plow ahead. Stop wasting your time with your little like. Oh, no, no, no. Stop trying to gather right, your so. thoughts and spit it out. All right, CNN, shut the fuck up. Anyway, they Bachelor knew well in advance that he was going to obviously have to take this kid to, to school for two weeks. So this isn't anything new. Well, first of all, if I was paying this dude bank, I'd be like, you know what, the fucking wife can take the kid to college. I didn't know that that was well. That I think important. for. For a dad, maybe he wants. Sorry, to go. cutting you like, off. Continue on. Okay, so they knew this was coming. They knew this was coming. How they could have made prior arrangements. However, I don't remember who else is taking over as the bachelor. But apparently, again, allegedly, all the bachelor fans are pretty fucking pissed off that just randomly for two weeks they're going to have some brand new host. <laughs> yeah. Chris Harrison, uh, obviously, you two morons don't know. Is I know he is the bachelor. Like. He people watch The Bachelor for him. He's a fantastic commentator on it. He makes the show, so I think it's a little disrespectful to him that well, we're on. And I was also listening to listening to a podcast talking about it, and they're like, you know, wow. I can I that's serious fandom right okay. there. Okay, it was a podcast. It wasn't a podcast. <laughs> it was a clip sent to me. Clip <laughs> sent to me about okay. how you know he's probably pretty upset about it he's not a guy who gets too angry over everything it's going to be a little different when you turn on the bachelor and you see not chris harrison when 
Bachelor fans, not saying myself included, I and I do what well, I have seen it, and that is yeah, fact. Don't be so ashamed, dude. Own it. I I, I just owned it, Woody. I just owned it. You don't have to you differentiate between the fans and yourself. Anyway, only a bachelor fan would be this sensitive about it. No, I'm sensitive because you two are morons. But anyway, people are not very happy about it coming out. People are also saying like, Chris Harrison doesn't get mad over every anything really. This is something I would get pretty fucking mad over. Imagine you were the face, the host for how, however many years it's been on, 20 years, and you find out you can't host. I wouldn't be weeks. I wouldn't be that mad. Everyone's in different situations. What doesn't make sense, like you said, is that he obviously knew this was coming and, and should have so expected so this protocol. They. Yeah, so but but it's not like his job is in danger, you know? Like No, he I know is it's not but the one and only guy for it. So but to the fans, gives a shit? that's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a little bit of a weird kind of transition. And who knows how it could affect the ratings. If the, I, I don't remember the person. They'll survive name. two weeks. I'm if sure. it was that important, he wouldn't bring his son to college. Because, I mean, I if mean, it was that fam- worth it. family over your job. I think yeah, it we've, depends we've on all the had dads miss fucking that. high school games, sports games, and stuff like that. Come on, we got to got to suck it up to some extent. It's, it's, it's true. I get it. I think it's a nice act of him to drop his son off. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like if fucking LeBron's got a finals game, the pl- LeBron has a finals game to play. He's not going to be watching his son's high school game that night. Right. It's true. That's fair. It's true. That's fair. That's it's true. Fair. Yeah, I'm, 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 saying, I'm a bit surprised. From my perspective, it. though, is what I'm saying is the larger fan base of The Bachelorette will be upset when they tune on to their finale and they don't see the majestic voice of Chris Harrison. Not saying right, I will Because, be. of course, they would see the majestic voice and not hear it, but... Well, yeah, well said by you know, once again. Greenwald, I don't think you actually would see a voice. So you kind of walked yourself. That's my track. point. Yeah. That's my oh, point. Yeah, okay, Liam okay. said Green, that. Yeah, no, Greenwald Liam said they'll Coughlin. be upset when they don't see Dude, his Coughlin. majestic voice. Greenwald is so dumb it hurts me sometimes. But. I feel bad. I feel bad. You know, Liam, it's on the tape. That's the beauty of a podcast. It's literally on the recording. So. Uh, not when you edit it. Anything else happening <laughs> this week? <laughs> Anything else happening this week, guys? What's going on in the world? Yeah, I, I got a couple of quick things. I mean, first of all, I got to shout out my boy, Barrio, dropping the 2020 summer playlist. I've had it on all day, and it is absolutely fire. I, I will say that I What do kind of wanna... music is on it, by the way, just out of curiosity? Dude, just a, such a vast variety, yeah, which, is what, I, which is what I love. And, and what, I, what I have to say is that as much as I love it, and I do believe he probably listens to most of this, uh, more so from like his daughters probably sending him these songs and everything. I do think that this playlist is obviously compiled by a team of people who are like, oh, what course, are the Barrio dude. demographics going to want to hear? And and I, I only bring this up just because last year on, I think it was the 2019 one, he had, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, It's a Vibe. He had It's a Vibe on the playlist. And I was talking with some of our friends about it, just like, the it when Trey Songs comes in, he's like, feel the pussy dripping down your thigh or whatever, and it's just like, imagine the Obamas like Obama on a knows. road trip, and he's just like got the shades on, like pussy dripping down your thigh, pussy dripping down your thighs. Like, <laughs> Greenwald, 
him and Coughlin are going to be bumping that when they're bumping fucking That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Coughlin, that's you got to get familiar with playing, this. Baby. Yeah, that's why I would fucking smoke with Obama over Prince's tiny ass or whatever your reason okay. was, Greenwald, for wanting to smoke All with right, Prince. whatever, whatever. All I'm saying is the playlist is actually really hype, and he put a, a great variety on it. Um, but it's a lot of, like, really, really dope, good modern music and... Uh, and it's, some yeah, oldies cool. too. I, I haven't heard it yet, but I just glanced at it right before the show and you told me about it. It's got a lot of good oldies too. No, we got Stevie Wonder, we got Bob Dylan, Cheryl Crow, ben like, Morrison. we got some, you know, we're, we're all Morrison? over the place here. I mean, and the Bright climb back by J. Cole, of course, you got Mac Miller, Maggie Rogers. Like, yeah, oh, J. Cole definitely hit the artist. Right? Yeah, for sure. He's got the climb back, baby. Greenwald's boy Kyle. He, yeah, God, don't even get me started. One thing that's funny, <laughs> no, though, is... He don't put, get us started, please. He put Twist and Turn on there. I hate Kyle. Shut the fuck up, dude. He put Twist and Turn by uh, Party Next Door, Drake, and Popcon, which yep. has literally been out since Friday. And yet it made it somehow on the on the Summer 2020 playlist, which is pretty electric. He's got a lot of free time on his hands, Jack. Yeah, well, I mean, we can we can segue into, into Left First Right. There's nothing else really that important, and I think we got a lot of other stuff to get to, so uh liam you wanna you wanna start this week yeah i do so mine isn't so much as attacking the left i just want to send it does hit home obviously deaths and families and things like that and obviously everyone knows uh donald trump's brother uh robert recently passed away it was actually pretty crazy hey he landed right next to my building in manhattan so i went outside at around three o'clock um there's hundreds of cops and I just go up to him. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Why are there so many of you? And he goes, oh, man, President Trump's about to pull up. But, bro, you should see the snipers up on the roof. And I, like, looked up on the roof, like, 10, 15 oh, that's, snipers. Oh, that was why you were seeing those, those the him land in New York or whatever when you were yeah. sending, like, when those, oh, I okay, I didn't, even, so, I didn't put that together. Is, so he landed right next to my, I didn't see him because, it. I, I mean, there's so many people, so many cops. And I wanted to go drink on Stone Street, so I was like, all right, Trump's cool, dude, whatever. Um, but I do want to just say, um, whether you're left, whether you're right, whether you're in the middle, the death of a family member is nothing to joke about. It's very sad. It's, it's a terrible thing. He died. And I know a lot of people are saying, I know his niece came out with a book that uh, shit on him for not visiting his older brother in the hospital when he was passing away. Younger. Yeah. No, 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 when his older brother Oh, when died. his older brother died, yeah. He yeah, got yeah. shit on because he did not visit him in the hospital, things like that, so people think it's a PR stunt. Whether or not it's a PR stunt, he went and he visited his little brother. What really just triggered me off and was bothering me was on Twitter, I don't know if you guys saw it trending, hashtag wrong Trump. I don't know if you saw the Washington Post, they did a back-to-back headline. Robert Trump, younger brother, President Trump, who filed lawsuit against niece dies at 71. However, um, yeah, I forget if it was earlier this year or last year, um, their post about Abu Bakar al-Baghadi, I mean, I can't even mm-hmm. pronounce Sicilian, so. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi Thank is you. dead. <laughs> so his, uh, their headline was, a stir religious scholar at helm of Islamic State dies at 48. And just reading all the hatred about Trump, and again, I know he's not the best person, he's not the best guy, whatever. Put all that aside, this man's family member died. This is his younger brother. This is not something to make a joke about. This is not something for people to be tweeting about, like, oh, that's the wrong Trump. Like, 
put yourself in his shoes if some if all of social media is saying like ripping on you as you're going through kind of a tragic event like that. All right, so thanks for depressing the shit out of us, uh, Dish, since you didn't want to really attack the Democrats this <laughs> <laughs> Since you didn't really want to attack the Democrats this week, I guess I will. Well, I got a video, actually, this time for each, kind of poking fun at the Democrats and the Republicans. But we'll start off with good old Joe Biden. What has he been saying recently? I think I just touched on it a minute ago. But Greenwald, if you play the video, we got a nice short 20-second clip of Joe Biden screwing up his words, as always. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Joe Biden's husband. <clears throat> as you heard tonight, <clears throat> excuse me, you can see why she's the love of my life and the rock of our family. She never gives herself much credit. But the truth is, she's the strongest person I know. These guys keep outdoing themselves. It's like, I don't know if I b truly believe that Biden, like, is incoherent these days. But, like, every time somebody says that, a new video does surface of them saying some dumb shit. Greenwald, is, uh, are you concerned about it yeah. or not? Like, you have to have oh, some I'm, concern. I'm so, I'm so concerned, dude. I, I was talking in my family chat today, and I said, I really hope he doesn't malfunction. And my dad said something like, <laughs> yeah, they're going to need to you know, turn his controls to like low battery mode and just, just hope hide he him. like doesn't malfunction. Hide him until the yeah, election. Yeah, we, we, we will as much as possible, but eventually he's going to have to fucking get up there and debate. I do think that they're both, you know, I, I think he makes these slip ups and he's definitely not as sharp as he used to be. I do think that, you know, sitting down and in general, like he's still all there. Like it, it would be outlandish to think that he is not, all there under those circumstances because it's I don't think it's possible to withstand the pressure of running for president if you're not but uh yeah, yeah it's you concerning. can't be a moron there's no doubt well you can be the president and be a moron apparently True. so allegedly allegedly uh, not allegedly factually allegedly. right now allegedly Greenwald I'm, so, Greenwald, I'm sorry how can you say factually did you not see the results of Trump's cognitive test you're right. He is cognitively there. He has like a good memory. Do, I forgot. Greenwald, do we so. ask you if you took a test for cocaine before you came in here? <laughs> nice. Nice. I like the callbacks, guys. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be fair if we only had a video poking fun of the Democrats. So let's play the other one. We got we got VP Pence talking about uh, America's meat. Play a Greenwald. Senator Kamala Harris said she would change the dietary guidelines of this country to reduce the amount of red meat Americans can eat. Well, I've got some red meat for you. <laughs> We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. Yeah, that is unbelievable. <laughs> Dude, I'm also. I don't want my meat cut. Yeah, I don't want my meat. It's not, cut. I don't it's want not our big meat enough as it is. It's not big I enough also, as it is. I need all the meat I got. <laughs> not even my regular meat, but that's actually something I don't want to change. I would like to keep our normal levels of of red meat, uh, obviously for consumption. I'm sure that that has to do with environmental policies because of the the gases that cows like fart into the air or something and, but, but, and health. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a multi-factored reason, but nevertheless, yeah. I mean, I I'm think I'm still going to eat meat. 
Is it? Yeah, is it the best part like, of that clip though is it is, it, is me the, gonna be like prohibition in like the twenties where like you you're like stewing up fucking no like you know what? beer in your bathtub and shit like selling it out? Are people gonna be selling meat out of their house like that? I have two things to say. First of all, one because I'll I'll, say, I'll address that in a second. But first of all, the crowd's reaction is hilarious. Yeah, there's like a second at least a full mm-hmm. second of silence after he says that because they're like. Did he just say like they're not gonna let us cut our meat? Like, and then, and then they're like, oh yeah, like to, don't cut our meat. And then the second thing is Liam to the point you just made that actually segues really good into the clip, really well I should say, into the clip that I came with because right, it's, right, they, they both they both tie into the yeah, which is racist apparently, which both of you see I did another call back there. Yes, not, which they tie right into each other is that. Republicans in general love to do this thing where they take like a tiny little thing like that, like oh well, we should we should maybe consider looking at red meat and limiting it in scope. To they're gonna take away our cows and all our red meat. And they're that's killing a perfect, them all. That's a perfect segue into the clip that I have, which of course I still came prepared, and it's still funny and depressingly true, but not in a way that it's as depressing as what Liam said. So here is my clip. And she's running against a gentleman who is, uh, when you read what he's done, when you read what he said about the Second Amendment and about all other things, you're not going to want to vote for it. You're not going to want to have them play with your Second Amendment. I'll tell you what, if I weren't president, I don't believe, Doug, you'd have a Second Amendment right now. I don't think you'd have. The pressure that was put on to get rid of it or to basically obliterate it, make it so it's meaningless. You will always have the right to bear arms. You will always have You know what? He He's right there at the end. You will always have the right to bear arms because the first 10 amendments of the Constitution will never change. The Constitution was written in 17, signed in 1789. Yeah, I did fifth grade. I did fifth grade history class too. But thank you, Liam. Can you, but you can don't you even think name ever me, like, the first three amendments? You don't think ever, Greenwald? No, I don't. I don't. Something There's that was written. Strong... Something that was written so long ago. You never think will need to be updated. Bro, that's the beauty of the Constitution that everyone believes in is that it is a document that has lasted all this time, and and has for the most part remained intact. But yes, we amend it and we make changes but we'll never take away the right to bear arms. We're never gonna take away that fundamental right from people. No one's ever gonna take that that right away, but they love to take gun control or tiny little measures about taking away like AR-15s, which there's literally no reason to have, even if you like hunting, and make it about the second amendment and the right to bear arms. Like, and and all is just with him saying that, that there has been so much pressure, I mean, there's never been something where you can literally name towns and cities. You can name Columbine, Aurora, Newtown, Vegas, Orlando, and you know the events that I'm talking about. And we have not even come close to passing anything meaningful in that regard. And yet he has the fucking gumption to say that we wouldn't have the Second Amendment gumption. right now and talk SATs, about that. baby. That could just study. Just fucking absurd, like, is all I'm saying. And just, I... Uh, on that point, too, Greenwald, I'm not a big gun guy. I never have been. 
Uh, I totally agree. AR-15s need to be banned. We do need to have background checks on universal background checks. I'm all for that. However, people are still going to get guns on the streets. Right, That's and never I get be an that. Issue. I do, there were I do 50, get that. There were 50 shootings since Thursday in New York City. I do get that, but first of all, if you look into that, like, or whatever, you know, and again, I'm not even talking about, like, it's, it's, it's baby steps is all right. I'm saying. Correct. And, and taking every tiny little amendment to it as like, you know, oh, we need to get rid of AR-15s or, oh, we need to get rid of silencers or whatever, you know, and then you, you look into the, they take that as an attack on the second amendment, but it's not. It's just like, hey, let's just right. roll it let's back. Let's reform a bit. it. Let's reform like, the let's Second just, Amendment. Let's just take a step back because when shootings and, and these mass shootings, especially, do happen and you see that they legally bought an AR 15, it's very fucking upsetting. Especially when you see that they were on watch lists or whatever. Why the fuck right. can those people get guns? I you could go on and on about that. I'm just saying, talking about that as an attack on the Second Amendment or saying we wouldn't have it if it wasn't for Trump, like, get the fuck out of here. That's a fucking joke. Enough of this okay. nonsense. Let's move on. All right, all right. I got a super, super, super lighthearted question as we move into the hot box. I believe we ended with a tie last week. So I'll keep yeah, it Yeah, and you off. never won, by the way, just to remind Thank you. you. Thank you, Liam. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Liam. Appreciate that. Uh, so I just got access to this cable program, AT&T TV. Uh, kind of signed up with my brothers, and it's given me access to all these channels, which... I haven't done it in so long. It's just kind of flip through the channels and watch like 30 minutes of a movie here or there. Reminded me how, how annoying fucking commercials are. But one of the channels I have uh, the this past weekend was playing Shrek. And it got me thinking because Shrek is very close to the very top for me. What the absolute best animated movie of all time is. And I was curious what you guys would say. So I'll kind of circle back with with mine at the end, but I'm curious what you guys would put there. Alright, I can't even say it with a straight face. I was gonna say Sausage Party just as a joke to start off, because oh I believe Greenwald <laughs> I believe Greenwald hates that movie, so I just wanted to see your reaction. Sausage Party. Terrible. No, I'm kidding about that. Alright, I have great appreciation for animated movies. I'm not going with Zootopia, but I will say, when I saw Zootopia, because that's relatively new, like we were older... When I saw it, see, movies like Shrek sometimes cater to, like, a, not adult humor, but, like, they're aware that parents got to take their kids to see these movies. Yeah. So they kind Great of have point. some advanced humor. I didn't really notice that until I saw Zootopia because we were probably, like, in college or whatever. And then I was kind of like, wait, these aren't always kids' jokes. So I'm sure that's even, like, more of a thing that I was aware of compared to when I was watching something like Shrek when I was a kid. I'm not going to go with Zootopia, but it is really fucking good. A Bug's Life was my favorite childhood movie. I'm not going to go with it either. I was thinking Yellow Submarine with the Beatles from 1968, but I wasn't sure if you guys had seen it. But the Beatles yes. came out yeah. with like came out with like Phenomenal. three films. I'm in the surprised 60s. anti John Lennon Liam is seen yeah, Liam's all callback. over. It. I, I was hoping he <laughs> sunk in the submarine. I hope he fell out, but whatever. One more honorable mention I'm gonna go with is because I also wasn't sure if you guys had seen it, but this shit's a riot. Team America World Police. 
by the South Park. I have not seen that. Oh my God. And you guys, I hate South Park. You guys know this. You guys love South Park. That is, this this is, Greenwald, you know, I, you know, I hate, I know you do. It's just, I'm just publicly saying this is by the team America world police is by the South Park creators. You guys need to see team America. Yeah. If you haven't done and done, that would be a winner. If you had seen it, I just figured maybe you hadn't Greenwald. But what I am going to go with is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Probably not on the top no. of everyone's mind and not a child movie necessarily either. Like, I'm a little bit worried how this is going to be received. Greenwald, since your point was Shrek. And like I said, I mentioned Zootopia. No, no, I like Bugs this pick. Life. I like this pick. Fantastic Mr. Fox is a West Wes Anderson film. If you guys aren't familiar with Wes Anderson, what has he done? I'm Blake very, Edward, Grand very Budapest good. Hotel, uh, Moonrise. No, not you, Greenwald, the listeners. Uh, Moonrise oh, okay. Kingdom. Uh, it's not all about other you. Players. Isle of Dogs, which is Isle also of, yeah, I haven't the same seen type. Of, of, I haven't seen Isle of Dogs, and it's animated, so I couldn't obviously pick it that. It is, yeah. But it's also it's serious. It's not as good. It's serious cultural appropriation as well. So, um, like, a, that, apparently, I haven't seen it yet, but there's a I ton of articles didn't like about it that. I that much. But, but yeah. I'm going with Fantastic Mr. Fox, and, and one of the – it's such a good movie, very clever humor, very Wes Anderson-esque, if you know what that means – but also the style of animation, too. It's not just digital animation. It's stop-motion animation. The characters are kind of like... I don't know if they're dolls or exactly what they are, but their faces have, like, actual fur or whiskers or hair or whatever uh-huh. it is on it. It's definitely not an inappropriate movie. It is a movie that kids could hypothetically watch. Maybe not super oh, yeah, young. It's, I think it's it's PG, dude. Maybe. I don't know. I think there are some parts dude, it that is. are a little bit... Okay, it's PG. It it's e- based off a roll doll uh, And e- even better because, okay, even though it's PG, I definitely would not consider it under the same light as other good movies, don't get me wrong. Yes. Shrek, Zootopia, Bugs Life finding nemo pixar and disney movies like that it's not like that it's kind of its own thing it's 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 pretty damn unique you don't see a whole lot like it breaking that traditional digital animation style it's a fantastic mr fox i i need to say no more really a wes anderson film um that's my you leaving one thing on the table with it i think and i can't name the whole group off the top of my head and honestly it's actually an advantage of animated movies i think that they're able to do this which is get as man, as fantastic mr fox does and did uh great cast i mean i know Dude. george clooney is the is the lead i forget who else is in it but wes anderson always gets that same kind of cast of characters i know bill murray's in it i bet i, I bet Schwartz, Schwartzman. I, bet, I bet my do- doppelganger yeah. Schwartzman yeah your doppelganger owen wilson's probably in it but like, yeah yeah squad. i could have talked about the cast screen well but honestly dude look at like any of animated movies that are considered as like some of the best of all yeah time. they all have animated movies always have stacked casts yeah yeah but clooney as mr Fo- fantastic mr fox like basically the animated fake version of Danny Ocean in the Ocean's movies. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect casting is all I'm saying. And he's not a Wes Anderson, like a recurrent guy. But Liam, what do you got? Good pick. I like it. So I was uh, between a few things. My first one, I uh, just got like kind of going off Pixar was The Incredibles, because that's one of my favorite fucking movies of all time, especially when it came out. Um, I was always a big fan of that, as well as Monsters, Inc. I nodded when I saw it in the theaters. 
wild yes. the wild thornberries uh was it the crossover with wow. the rugrats where they had like the scraps and sniffs at the movie theater do you guys that know? Was wow, good, that's yeah. a wild card that's wild a wild card there. but my <laughs> number one animated movie that i saw i was in fourth grade and at the time adam sandler was my like the goat for me oh wow eight crazy eight nights crazy nights is wow. my favorite and anytime i watch that movie I, I I laugh at it. I know exactly what's going on. I know what scene's coming next. I know what they're saying. I cry in laughter. You have Adam Sandler. You have Rob Schneider direct uh, narrating it. It doesn't get much better than that, in my opinion. I can watch that movie 15 times over. I'll laugh just as goddamn hard every time. I wasn't expecting much. I remember my friend put it on. And I was like, ah, this looks like shit. Like, I don't want to watch this. And it's a little sad, as all Adam Sandler movies do have that sad aspect in it. Where, like, you know, his parents died in a car crash and all this shit. Right. Eight yeah. Crazy Nights for me, hands down, my favorite. And also, excuse me, special shout out to the Lego movie. Um, yeah. Yes. Fuck all, yes. All, also on my also, short list. Yeah. Yeah. Also incredible movie. That is. Did I not make everyone watch that at school? I you did. Like that was you my, did. You made. That me. was my movie forty three that I forced it down. I, I thought. I thought that was going to be dumb, but Eight Crazy Nights for me is. I could watch that any season. Doesn't matter. Damn. If it's Christmas. Whenever Eight Crazy Nights. See, I don't know. Guys, if, I don't know if I would watch that any season. I'm, I'm not hating on the uh, pick, I, I'm but not, really, middle of summer, you're gonna watch Eight Crazy Nights? I don't know, especially I, because, loud. especially Why because not? there is there is a bit of a depressing element, and like a, and uh, so I guess I, should, I guess I can't, movies. I guess I can't say Christmas, obviously, but it kind of like a holiday spirit. It's also it. not just the, it's not just the, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, I mean, well, is that movie rated R? It probably is. What? That's a heavy, uh, is it rated R, that movie, Eight Crazy Nights? It's definitely at least PG-13. It's just. it's not for, t- it's I'm just, just uh, thinking of when he like tumbles, the, you know, he puts the fuck, he pushes over. That's like one of my nightmares, by the way, I think. Like one of my biggest fears is when I, to, because of that movie, getting in a porta potty and like someone knocking it over. Yeah. And then, like, all of, of the shit in the form. Yeah. Is it happening, Jackass? Steve Oh, God. Oh, that's disgusting. Was it when they put Steve-O. Preston or Steven in it and they did the slingshot? Who was it? You just called Steve O Steven? <laughs> what? <laughs> you just called Steve O Steven. I all right, all right. So, so, first of all, Liam, I'm surprised you didn't shout it out, but in fairness, you, you made it your movie pick was uh, Into the Spider Verse. But it's not, definitely know. not in my top. Definitely not in my top. I mean, it's up there. It's great. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned, Shrek, but for me, uh, you know, if I was going to pick an adult type movie as Liam did, I would have picked the Simpsons movie, which is like the most rewatchable and one of my favorite movies ever. But for me, when I think about animated movies and both of yours are good on this, I think about movies that do have a perfect mix of, yeah, like not only humor, but humor for both kids and adults and also the right amount of message and like tugging at your heartstrings. For me, Monsters, Inc., Liam and Toy Story 2 are probably Toy Story 2 where, you know, it talks about growing up and like leaving your toys behind. Like, so yeah, luckily I don't have to choose. Those are just some movies I wanted to shout out, but you guys shouted out a ton of great ones as well. Man, this is a really tough one to pick. I think I got to go with Connor, honestly, for this one. It's very, very close just because this time the only reason I'm going with him is just because I like 
Like, Liam, I, I was weighing between the fact that you picked an adult movie and that Connor picked the stop animation. But for me, the stop animation gave it the edge. Uh, because A Crazy Nice is great, but it's not it's not better than other Adam Sandler movies but that are similar. But it's animated, we're talking it about. It is, it is. But my point is, like, there's not really any movie I can think of out there like Fantastic Mr. Fox besides Isle of Dogs, which isn't as good. True. And Wallace and Gromit, which is stop animation, yeah, Wallace, is yeah. not as adult-oriented. Well, what I was going to uh, say, Greenwald... very you... close, Liam, this close. Greenwald, the way you Seriously. weighed up that point before you gave it, you were kind of valuing the element of being funny for children and adults. And I would say that's Mr. Fox, Fantastic Mr. Fox's best credit, almost more than anything. Yeah, the style of animation, too. But, I mean, just compared to Eight Crazy Nights... Obviously, we watched it when we were, what, like 10 years old, maybe, but it's, it's yeah. not a kid's movie, obviously. No, true. Um, no, true, but it's it still, yeah, exactly. It's got jokes that, like, kids are going to crack up at just because cause Adam Sandler's able to be super immature. But, yeah, that also that's a heavy-ass movie. And also the, the, the season-limiting thing, and then I guess I got a couple chills down my spine when I started thinking about the porta potty thing. But, no, I'm sorry, I brought you know, back bad man. He's a baller. He's a baller. And you know what? And you look like him. He gave too much. He gave too much credit to Jewish basketball players. Made me think that we had something. And then I grew up and I learned that we will never make it. Dude, Kirk Heinrich, we'll come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's just very few. Very few. <laughs> Trust right. me, I know them all. All right, moving on to my question. As I was going through Twitter today, I saw. Jason Derulo just had an interview recently where, all right, he starred in that movie Cats. Cats is a famous like Broadway film where everyone's dressed like a fucking lion or something. Like one of the most longest like a Broadway cat. shows. Like a cat. Obviously like a cat. Uh, or lions. Lion. I think he was a lion. Lions. I think he was a lion. But anyway, he starred in this movie, which I think also had a pretty Felines. big cast. Okay. Felines. It was just really funny. He had a recent interview where he was saying like how he ex he thought he really truly felt that like the movie Cats was going to change the world and like even when he saw the trailer he was saying how he got like chills down his spines down his spine and he was convinced it was just going to change everything which I thought was pretty hilarious I mean it totally flopped I don't really know what was his motive for feeling that way other than maybe the attachment of being a part of that film but I can relate to some degree about maybe like grossly over-exaggerating the expectations of a music album, a movie, a TV show, anything really. I know I've done it myself. For instance, a TV show, me and Greenwald, I've gotten debates in before Maniac with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. When I saw it, it was just so different and weird and like futuristic and confusing I thought it was notably different than anything I had ever seen, for better or for worse. And for that reason, I thought that that style would be mimicked going forward. I really thought it was kind of going to change the game. Like, Jonah Hill was just, like, turning into a fucking falcon at one point. There were also some really crazy animations in it just mixed in there out of nowhere. Another example, for anyone that's seen the Oj DVDs with ASAP Rocky's crew, Oj... They're like, I think there's three of them on YouTube. They're like 45 minutes long each. And it just basically features like these trippy graphics, like them freestyling with other big famous rappers like Lil Uzi Vert. I think Tame Kevin Park from Tame Impala was featured in one of them. And it's also got a lot of unreleased music. I thought that was so different as well. Nothing like I'd ever really seen. 
and I thought, oh, maybe this would be like a super big deal. Well, in hindsight, I'm imagining just about everyone listening has never even heard of that. So I do recommend going to YouTube and checking out the odds DVDs. But my point is, they never blew up. No one ever really took notice. They certainly did not change the world the maybe the way maybe when I saw them the first time I thought they'd have a bigger impact. So my question to you guys basically is, what is your Jason Derulo moment where you maybe saw something or heard something and you thought, wow, this is going to change the game or this is going to change the world? Not literally, but a gross over-exaggeration on something that you had anticipated the first time hearing it or seeing it. So I'll go first uh, here. So mine, uh, last year living in Nashville, and for years, I was the biggest Third Eye Blind fan. I actually called them TEB. You've probably heard of that acronym, of course. Always a huge Third Eye Blind fan. Could not wait to see them in concert. So probably April of last year, maybe. OAR. Uh, not OAR. Excuse me. Uh, Jimmy World. Jimmy Each World and Third Eye Blind are going on tour in Nashville. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, this is like this is me in a nutshell. I texted my friends from home. I'm like, I'm finally seeing them in person, you know. Go out, smoke a doink on the field. You're in Nashville. It's a beautiful venue. So hyped to go see them. Like, I was literally looking forward to it for about two, three weeks. Or months, excuse me. I get there, <laughs> you know, get some drinks in me. We got the doinks rolling around. The boys are passing them around. It was the worst concert I have ever seen in my fucking life. I thought it was a joke. I thought they might have had a cover band come on and start singing from it. Jimmy Eats World, by the way, wasn't that bad. Third Eye Blind <laughs> sounded like green Greenwald freestyling. It was Ooh, the most pathetic. That would have been fire. That it that was been the fire. most pathetic concert I've ever seen. And I was furious, George. I was so fucking angry. We got up and left after Jumper. I was like, this "Okay, is can you?" Here's my here's my question though, and and I'll give you like five to ten seconds. But can you name me five songs by Third Eye Blind right now? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you could. And so all I'm saying is that you say you're the biggest Third Eye Blind. I never said I was the biggest. I say growing up I was. I can't name okay. it now. I don't... Once again, if we run the tape back, okay. you Greenwald, said Greenwald, at the beginning of this, Greenwald, T-E-B, it, Greenwald, I'm, I'm the biggest Greenwald, third Greenwald, online fan. Greenwald, I don't know if you're you're like aware of this, but it's my turn to speak. I don't know. I if, asked you I, a question. Yeah, 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 no, I understand, but I wasn't done talking. So you can ask after, and then you can give your answer. Is that okay? Go on. I yeah, this this is you you keep doing this where like when you have nothing else to say, you just go Greenwald, Greenwald. I get that you want to blah, 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 but this is a blah, yeah, blah, blah. No, you're and you don't actually no, say anything. You're directing. No, you're very good at it. I appreciate it. I asked you if you could name th five Third Eye Blind songs, and then I simply pointed out that at the beginning of this question, you said you were the biggest Third Eye Blind fan ever. I was. And then I was the done. Third Eye and then you blind. started to to act like I'm trying to keep talking. I'm not. I'm waiting for you to continue. Really? Because Please go on. Please go on for the fifth okay. time. Thank you. It was a fucking terrible concert absolutely terrible concert i probably hadn't listened to a song by them in about six years but i'm a huge uh pandora 90 <laughs> summer hits fan so third eye blind was always up there i'm always pumped up listening to their songs i go to their concert and i had a fucking walk out it was yeah 
fucking t- it sounded like a sixth grade like like band performance that I had to go see when my sister played the drums or something. It was fucking pathetic. Oof. And I was so excited just to just to have that nostalgia from back in the day, listen to some good old tunes. Fucking terrible. So that, are they to, are they like more emo bandish or are they the one that was like I wish you would step, you would back, step from back from that. that. That's yeah, that, right? That's Jumper. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, but see, this is the problem, is like, if you're going to go to a concert like that, where they're the headlining band, you need to be more of a fan of theirs. And they do have a ton of great other songs. Obviously, Semi-Charmed Life, which you both yeah, know. Semi-Charmed like, Life, I know, yeah. Slow Motion, Farther. Yes. Like, um, what's it called? Uh, um... Goddamn, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, how's it gonna be? Like how's so many good songs. Yeah. The point is, whatever. The point is, you're gonna go to a concert like that. You should be able to name five songs right now. Well, uh, this was whatever. a mm-hmm. year or two ago, so don't have a good memory. Sorry, Jack. Yeah, but no, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to interrupt you as you are very good at interrupting me. So go ahead. No, I'm glad that you you know raised the whole fuss just to say the same exact thing you'd already said about how the concert sucked with no additional information. But uh, I will say mine terrible. now. Uh, no, no, sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't interrupt. So no, go that. ahead. I, you just no, said no, you were I don't mean to interrupt. You go ahead. You let me know what, what you were disappointed by, please. I will. So Thank you. first of all, I interpret it more as something that you actually, like Connor said, saw. Because you could talk about a whole different question, which would be something you were excited about, which is you have a good one. Something you were super excited about, and then it disappointed you. But mine actually was something that I was super excited about, and then it delivered, and then I felt like it was underappreciated, which is kind of what I interpreted the Jason Derulo Cats comment more so to be. Uh, I also haven't seen Cats yet, but I've heard that it is laughably bad, so I plan to watch it at some point just to see how bad it was. I think we got to ask this question. We got to know what what was what Jason Derulo was thinking after this. There was a there was a girl from my high school who had a Twitter thread while she saw it live and it was one of the funniest things I've ever read about all the different things that were so insanely ridiculous about it. Um, I don't know yeah, if you guys so for forget me, really quickly. I'm sorry Grimo, but just yeah, one more thing about that. At the time before it was out, I don't know if you guys remember this. But Jason Derulo was like bitching that they had CGI'd his dick out, his apparently massive <laughs> dick, and he was. I like, did not know that, <laughs> dude. Well, of course he, he thought it was gonna change the world. Then no, it's just kind of I I I I can't imagine that that would be a CGI effect type job in the first place. Nor would they do that because CGI is expensive as fuck. But I just thought it was kind of funny that he felt that was so important. I guess he was not very um, satisfied with how big his dick looked in this lion costume or whatever. Well, the only other thing about Cats Greenwald is just... Greenwald thoughts, just ask him. I have not seen it. I haven't even seen the musical because it's like notorious... Oh, nice. Also irrelevant, but thank you again. But all I will say is that everyone knew Cats was going to suck. So, like, I don't know what world he was living in, but I remember people on Twitter were like, when the trailer came out, they were like, what is, why is this happening? Literally, who, who is responsible for this and why? And yeah. the budget was so big, it failed completely. But anyways, for me, I was really excited for this. Came out, I loved it, and then I was disappointed with the reaction. And that was the Great Gatsby remake with Leonardo DiCaprio. That was so, a great movie. Dude, didn't I that win an Oscar? It. 
No, dude, it didn't win shit. It was a box office success, but it is a 5.83 out of 10 on IMDb and a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. We've already gone and over Rotten Tomatoes. To- not, dude, I Rotten know, Tomatoes know, get the greatest movie of hey, all time of 5%. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, it's notorious for being like a high budget and it, and it very much delivered because it grossed a shit ton, but mainly because of the cast. And that's mostly what people praise. They don't praise the way he made some kind of stylistic and artistic choices and put a pin in this. Cause this is a question I want to come back to and no Liam cat in the hat and Mike Myers as the cat will not count, but I do plan on asking in the future, the best cast of a book to movie. So start thinking of your answers on Can't that now because yeah, my, or, or Garfield, I'm sure you'd pick with uh, Bill Murray. But the uh, point I is, I actually don't even know that was a movie, but the, yeah, no, you're right. The point is he did all these really cool things to gas it up. And it had an original soundtrack with a cover of Andre 3000 and Beyonce covering back to black, back to black by Amy Winehouse, uh, Jack R. White R. covering R. love is black. R.I.P. is right. R.I.P. is right. And also, uh, the trailer had no church in the wild. And it was just like, it was so sick. And the trailer was fine because you knew what's, you know what the book is about if you've read it. And I, you know, contrary to whatever you might say, Writing Center, and I'm trying to get back to you. I was about to say Writing Center. Notoriously not been a huge reader, but that was the first book that I like truly, truly, as like a high school reader, absolutely loved. And I can't unsee Leo as... Gatsby ever in my mind or even more so Joel Edgerton as Tom Buchanan he's unbelievable but the number one thing I want to say about it that I think is what doesn't give it credit no love for Tobey Maguire zero love for Tobey Maguire in this world and it's fucking disgraceful because he's a goddamn golden child of our generation incredible actor by far the best Spider-Man and incredible well Tobey Maguire's the best Spider-Man who do you think's a better Spider-Man? Tom Holland. Oh my God, that's so. You're an idiot. It's just, you're an idiot. You're Tom an Holland idiot. is not even American. I don't and care. He's, what does that have to do with I, anything? He's those movies to the point of the animation conversation. Those movies are so much more child geared, and we could get, we could go on with that. But like, yeah, everyone has a different opinion. Some people like Andrew Garfield. I'm certainly Tobey Maguire all the way. Love Tobey Maguire. The little, the little Holland awesome dude not being American was a little nationalist of you, Greenwald. Tell us how you really yeah. feel, bro. Yeah, you got a little Trump. Got a little American Trump in you, hero. after all. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, nice. And he's, a, yeah. and he's an actor. Don't um, worry, right. Coughlin. Coughlin. Don't worry. That border's closed, so Greenwald won't have to see him. Don't worry. All right. Whatever. You guys made this tough for me because Dish. Yeah, for being honest, I liked what you said. But you didn't answer the question correctly, really. Well, I okay. asked. I asked beforehand. Yeah, it could be a. You asked me if it could be a concert. It could have been, but if it were to be a concert, it would have been like you being blown away and being like, "Oh, this dude's gonna blow the fuck up," and then him not blowing up. Well, the third, or third eye blind, but third and- eye blind was blown up before for years, so I was expecting greatness. Right, but that's uh, that's the question I'm saying, which is what you expected something to be great and then it disappointed you, which is a whole other thing. As I've said, testing disappointed me by ASAP Rocky, like wow, which I was really excited for, or something like that. And so that that brings me to the next point, Greenwald. With that being said, even though you understood the question a little bit better, I personally 
have never ever heard that Great Gatsby was a bad movie. I'm telling you, Everything look it up. That I, okay, I promise you. Okay, I will. But I will say it did win two Academy Awards. Best, not the most important. I get that. Come on. Best production design and best costume Yeah, design. but dude, I'm if, saying, if you're I know, Baz, Hey, I know. And, and, it's but, The but, Great Gatsby. Of course it's going to have best costume design. What do you like, mean, of on. course? I, yeah. Going back to that, of course, when you say it's The Great Gatsby... Yeah, you're kind of right because when I hear Great Gatsby, I kind of think of, oh, successful movie. I don't really think of like flop movie. I think of that it was Dude, actually successful. like guys, and again, you said change the world. I think it's in, no matter what you say, I think it's in the conversation of like a movie that really, like the one of the best movies of the year, it's in no one's list of the best movies of that year. No, and that's Look fair. And hey, and hey, like, I still, I still am awarding you the point because Dish didn't really answer it correctly. But yes. and so yeah, I get that because hey, I mean the things I said, it's not like Maniac was horribly received. It's not like anyone thinks those Oz DVDs are bad. It's just they didn't blow up. So it was still an acceptable answer. I was just a little bit surprised because I Cats kind of. Is- I thought that Great Gatsby was successful. We'll um, look into it first of all, and also Cats is a unique one where not only did he think it was going to change the world and it didn't, but it's infamously like one of the worst movies of all time. So while The Great Gatsby isn't one of the worst movies of all time, no one would say that, like because it's not Cats. It also didn't change the world like Cats. Did honestly, if I saw a movie forty three before it was released to the world. I swear to fucking God, <laughs> I would be saying, wait. I mean, that was kind of my, my what I well, was dude, getting at. A- when I recommended it, I was like, trust me, just watch it. I mean, imagine if you had seen that before it was released to the public. You really would be like... It's a whole separate what? thing, but I still, change everything. I, still, I still don't understand why I think you should leave the Tim Robbins series on Netflix is like lauded as being brilliant. And right. movie well, 43 you is won the point. You won the There's point. There's some skits in that point. that make no sense. You won the point. I would love movie to discuss 43. that in the future, though. I think yeah. you should leave Tim Robinson. I would, I would, but let's move on. You're right. No, I yeah. like him too. I All like right. him too. I'm just saying. So, my question for you is: So, the other morning I woke up. You know, took my normal shower before work, 6:30. Got took a shit before I showered, as per usual. As I'm in the shower, I'm like, oh Christ, this isn't good. I'm like midway drying off. I'm like, oh no. Round two is right upon me. (laughs) And round two came right out and I had to hop right back in that shower. So my question for you guys is, what is the worst feeling that you guys have? Along the lines of that, like not not like a family member dying and like, oh, this is sad. Like this is a terrible feeling. What's the worst kind of feeling you have, no matter if it's like, you got to piss like a racehorse and you're nowhere near anywhere to go to the bathroom. You, Something like that. Just give me the worst feeling in your gut that you have sometimes. That's just like, there's nothing that's worse than this. This is the end. So really quickly, I know it's your turn to answer first, Greenwald. I just want to say, when you kind of told us this, this question this morning, Dish, I was just taken aback a little bit because... I don't need the shower after I take a shit. Like, I don't know if that's an OCD problem, but I have never felt that way. I well, not always. Not after every shit. I just don't I think... Hope. Dish's kind of point was like, oh, taking a shit after you shower. 
I was kind of like, I wouldn't really no, care. I, I oh, I'm, I'm, with, I'm totally with Liam. Like, you just showered, you just cleaned You're your asshole. You're feeling good. You're feeling and then, clean. And then a and bunch then of you, shit comes out of your asshole. Also, Liam, you, I thought, were, were getting at this and then you didn't get there, but it's even worse when you're mid-shower and you, like, don't really have enough time to dry off. So you're like still kind of wet, wet yeah, sweating, yeah, yeah. and you're you're or on you the toilet. To get, the, you your to butt's kind of wet. You're moving around like Make it's not it a, a mess good situation. And it's like, a bad situation. You still have to get back in the shower when you're done as you're shitting, soaking wet. So I want to hear from you guys. What? But this well, that's you, good because then you can clean off. If again. you take a noontime shit. The rest of the day, are you like, fuck, I gotta take a shower? No, but I'm I'm a, I'm a dirty clean. little bastard. No, call, I, I'm a dirty <laughs> little bastard, yeah, but like, if I just clean myself thoroughly and then a bunch of shit comes out of my asshole, I'm like, oh, I just cleaned up. I, I feel good. Now I feel gross. No, I'm, I'm, Liam, I'm with you. It's a, it's something you wanna time up. Like, I've heard people say before, like, one of my friend's brothers, I think he's got the, like, he's always like the three S's. He's got a shit, shower, shave. Like it's Already definitely a know. thing. Like it's boom, boom, boom. Right. But anyways, for so so for me, this was uh, a you know a lot of different ones. One thing that I think was occurring to me is like when you have all of the items for a food thing, and you're missing one thing that you forgot, but it's past the time when you can go to the store. Mainly if it's like sour cream or ketchup or something like a key condiment or something like that. Jason, but for me, yeah. what it was, what it was more so because it's this feeling that that lasts regardless is the feeling right after you leave your house, particularly for like a road trip or a flight. If you're driving to the airport and the airport's far away and you're just far enough to be past the point of returning, especially if you're trying to make a flight or something and you're immediate, you get that feeling of like, oh, fuck, did I remember my speaker or like, did I remember my toothbrush or did I remember my, you know, favorite pair of pants or whatever it is. And then that feeling lasts with you, especially let's say you're in the car with your family and all of the bags are packed on top of yours and you're just driving to the airport with that uncomfortable feeling in your stomach of like, fuck, am I going to open my bag right before we get on the fucking plane and see that I didn't remember to get this thing that I had. And the worst thing about it, knock on wood, is that it, you, it doesn't usually happen to me anymore, but I get that feeling regardless of whether I actually left something back it's like i get in the car and after i've left my house for 10 minutes immediately i'm like fuck what did i forget and i always have that feeling mask. until i'm able to open my, my mask now that's a dude you know, that's a great example a great example the only other thing i would add to this is just when i when i went home for christmas from boston and i was going to visit Iria on the day after christmas my flight was out of new york i packed for home sort of for London as well, but not really thinking about it. And I forgot to pack my passport and I was home for four days or whatever. And on Christmas day, I don't know what it was. I was like opening up my presents, whatever we finished doing that in the morning, I went upstairs and I realized I forgot my passport and all my family was coming over for Christmas. And I had to drive all the way to Boston just to go into my apartment for five seconds. And I almost wanted to like sit down just to make it feel a little bit more worth it. Literally for five seconds to get my passport. And you get were like, back I might car. even smoke weed again. Is I was literally like, you know what? God damn it. <laughs> like, I got to do something this while I'm here. This is a better time than any. <laughs> I drove all the way there, two and a half hours, just to go in, get my passport, get right back in the car, drive back. But 
man, that put a big damper on my Christmas. But the point is, it's it's a shitty ass feeling thinking you left something that you that you really would benefit right. from having. Mask is a great example too because it happened. You get right to the store, train station, ten minutes away, whatever. It happens to me at the train like, station all the that time. That sucks. That sucks. Connor. So for me, yeah. What about all right, you? Here we go. Here we go. I don't know. This isn't my choice. Is what I was it originally thinking, but I didn't know if it would really apply to you guys since you guys are a little bit where you guys are from is a little bit more suburban to like the biggest fucking city in the world. Um, so I thought maybe it wouldn't apply to you guys, but like sometimes, you know how, when you're driving, you can sometimes maybe be a little bit ignorant on your, uh, 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 on the road, kind of only thinking about yourself. There's been a couple times in my small town where maybe like I cut someone off and, and then it'll be like my mom's friend or something or someone I know. And I'm just like, Oh, oh shit. that's hilarious. And we'll like make <laughs> eye contact with a half a set for a half a second. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, we, we know each other. She saw it was me or whatever. So that's kind of what I was originally thinking. But honestly, this happens to me on, almost on the daily. Me and my roommate, we each have our own bathrooms. But his office is, like, right attached to my bathroom. And he works from home in his little, in this little office room every day. And it's just, like, super close to my bathroom. And, like, if I got to go in there and take a loud shit, like, even if it's just ripping a loud fart, like, every time I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> like, he's working, he's in a call or some shit, and he's just like, and he can hear me, like, tearing it up. And it's just a very uncomfortable... I'm like, I know it doesn't really matter. I We're really good friends. I know he's probably thinking, hey, we've all been there. It's just biology. Nevertheless, I'm kind of like, can I tone it down? Can I keep the volume down? Should I turn on a Spotify song just to like That's drown out do. the sound a little bit more? That's Either what way, I, do. I hate it. So my answer pretty much for that reason is just like saying like taking a shit and someone hearing isn't the right answer because depending on the context, depending on the setting, if it's a person in the stall next to you, well, it's just kind of fair game. You don't really care. But if it's maybe someone you yeah, it's know, a unique one. if it's someone you know that's outside the bathroom area that like you know could potentially hear you in a small apartment or in a small setting where you're in a single ba- person bathroom or something like that, very uncomfortable. Very yep. kind of self-conscious on the bowl, monitoring your sound. A lot of lot of conversations around, yeah. So the, the art of pooping for me, the, it's not that an one art, hits a necessity. That, that, that one hits home for me, Coughlin, especially. They're very similar. Greenwald, you can, again, the passport, that's just unfortunate. That's a long drive to get it. But you can always buy something where you're going. Like, you can replace some things. If you no, speaker, you can't. If you have a speaker, you can buy a $15, $20 speaker. But I just remember a few times, you know, you're staying over at a lady friend's house in college, and her bathroom's attached to her room. Sometimes you wake up yeah, and you're about to drop a it's goddamn uncomfortable, bomb. Dude. You have to run, dude. I have to. I, Bro, I it's less home. about the noise and more about like the smell or the amount of no, time no, that it's, you spend it, it's in It's about there. all it, things exa- considered, all but it, yeah. but the noise definitely did. But noise. my point is, you're both, dude. You're both are poop oriented. That's a make or break. That shit could smell like roses, but if that fucking sounds like a bomb yeah, going off. 
It'll change she everything. She knows it won't. She no, knows it won't. I know that, but that's my point. It could smell good, but if it sounds it fucking diabolical, that's all the impression. And it doesn't. That's that, that furthers my point even more. Yeah, yeah but the I'm sound gonna, is definitely because I have been in that situation one too many times. I'm going to give it to cough, and I do have Let's one go. story that I'll save for a different day. But You're incapable of giving me the point, Liam. I have given you many points, Greenwald. This one is hitting home for me. I don't think you have. I, have. I don't think you've given me a single point well, Connor in, in the entirety of this podcast. Greenwald, you can live a couple weeks without a speaker. You can't live a couple weeks without shitting. Okay? Come on. Bottom line. No, I mean, you, you know what? You shouldn't have said speaker. Little, bro- There's a lot of other things that, like, maybe you forgot your medicine. Maybe. It's different. Different things are differently important to different people. I can't buy a, a speaker as quality as my Bose speaker that would be worth okay. it for a short trip but, that's portable but, and as clutch. Think about all the times in Maine we're sitting around the fire pit and we wouldn't have had a speaker if I hadn't brought it. Or, yeah. or all of that shit. I mean, just think about that. would have I'm brought a speaker, or if you're away, you could get a $20 speaker that you could play music out of. Like, that's not the toughest thing. You can't. Yeah, but people, a $20 speaker sucks. cannot unhear the vicious sounds out of your asshole when you're taking a dump in the bathroom that's attached to their room. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, that's saying. Damn. And the thing is a little bit more originality. Hey, you know what? You picked. It's fine. It's, it's, it's all good. I, I understand. And that's, I, it, 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 that just hit home for me. He, he hit. I get it, yeah. It's the same with the, the Jerry Springer. It's just Liam's heartstrings. All right. So we're going to do kind of a fast flash round of our movie TV picks this week because we got to get to the NBA playoffs. I know I got something oh, yeah. really, really heavy on my chest I need to get off. So I'll go first quickly. Just a couple of quick sentences about it. Connor, I mentioned to you before we started recording. I don't know if you've seen this movie. I hadn't seen it until recently, Being John Malkovich. It's always been on my list. It's an absolute mindfuck of a movie. The only things I need to say are like, stick with it after the first 30 minutes because you will be like, what the hell am I watching? Do not watch the trailer. Go in with an open mind. Finish it out. And I'm telling you, you're going to be like, what the fuck did I just watch? But also that's incredible. And John Malkovich is, a, is an absolute savage for agreeing to be in that movie. Uh, I won't even say anything else about it. Just watch it. It's insane. It's on Netflix. Yeah, cool. Comedy, dark comedy, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sounds sounds very interesting. Have to check it out. John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, very interesting. All right, I'm going with the TV series this week. And it's no secret I'm a big fan of this show, so I got to get it off my chest. The Kroll Show. Okay, it's not the first time that we've mentioned Nick Kroll on this show. He's the creator of Big Mouth which is much more popular. I know Greenwald's a big, big fan of Big Mouth. Kroll, Huge. Kroll, Kroll, what about you, Dish? Shut up. Anyways, Kroll Show, <laughs> Kroll show was on Comedy Central. Uh, we were in like high school at the time. How long ago was that? Like eight years ago at this point? I don't know. But Kroll Show was yeah, on six, Comedy Central. Seven, it's eight. like a mock. It's just Nick Kroll. He's basically in all the sketches playing different characters. It's like mocking all these different types of reality television shows, whether it's something like Keeping (laughs) Up with the Kardashians or like the Ghostbusters type shows. A bit of everything. You can find a bit of everything of them mocking these reality TV shows a little bit. Um, He did these sketches with John Mulaney called like the Oh Hello thing which is which is now it it became a broadway show and the broadway show actually went to netflix as well 
I don't think it was that great. I don't know if I would want to watch that on Netflix, the Broadway show. I haven't seen it, so it's kind of unfair of me to say. If you didn't like that, though, just think it came from a skit originally in a little Comedy Central TV show. It's really like Nick Kroll is this hot shot now. I don't think anyone can deny his success or his talent. But this is kind of, I think, what got his foot in the door as one of the more successful comedians in this industry. Kroll show... Very, very different, unique. I kind of stumbled upon it by accident in high school, but it's had a lasting impression on me. Curl Show on Comedy Central. Check it out. I'm Liz. And I'm Liz. <laughs> so, uh, my movie wreck, which I actually saw yesterday, many people had told me to watch it, and I finally got around to it. It's on Netflix called Shot Collar, and it is with uh, Jamie Lannister, who we all know from Game of Thrones. Long story short... Well, that wouldn't be his real name. That would be his Game of yeah, Thrones no, no name. no fucking shit. That's what I just well, said, Jamie. Well, what do you mean, who we all know from Game of Thrones? <laughs> if you'd let me speak, I'd appreciate that, Connor. There it is again. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right, tell us about it. So, he's a big businessman, investment banker. He gets into a car accident with his wife, his, be his best friend, his best friend's wife. His best friend dies in a DUI. He gets sentenced to jail, where he actually um, joins a gang in jail and becomes this just absolute badass motherfucker. A shot caller, you might say. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he becomes this absolute psycho. A lot of violence in it. And at, pretty much at the end of the day, his whole mo is to protect his family and ways his family cut doesn't really understand he has a rocky relationship with his son but at the end of the movie it kind of all comes full circle as to why he was acting the way he was when he was in prison i would say it's a must watch if you're into violent scenes violence jamie yeah. lannister and just a good two-hour flick on netflix if you're not doing anything tonight absolutely worth a watch shot caller yes. very interesting all right we All gotta right. cut. To, we gotta talk NBA playoffs. It's the perfect time to before it's too late in the series. Greenwald's dying to get something off his chest. Greenwald, what do you gotta say? I am. I'm. I'm absolutely dying, especially because you had once again the gumption, the audacity, the gonads last week to say that you were gonna give me the point about Damian Lillard, whatever, compared to Liam's fucking stupid point. Damian Lillard that has been, been going improved. off, and not only that. Not only has Damian Lillard been going off, as I predicted, but Melo has been going off. CJ McCollum has been going off. The Blazers are in the playoffs. As I predicted, they would be. They went down to the bubble. They took care of business. Dame is the bubble MVP. And now they're 1-0 up on the fucking Lakers, the number one seed in the West. As I said, it would go to five or six. I said six games. I think now it's possible the Blazers win. I got to see one more game, Ooh. but... No, my point that's is, Blazers are going to win the series. I love Bro, Chuck, Chuck was saying sweep on TNT last night. Oh, Chuck, oh, Chuck <laughs> said it then. Chuck yeah, I'm joking. So. Obviously How many not. rings does Obviously he have? Not. How many? Obvi hey, I'm oh, kidding. I, we have I'm the same just amount. joking. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Well, because he's fucking hilarious. I thought it was funny. I will say, he's I mean, hilarious. part of me, part of me, I, I mean, I cannot deny how great that would be. 
Part of me also wants to see like a little bit of a Lakers run, just because as I've already talked about a little bit, I love the how the last dance came out this year, and it's a little bit added pressure for LeBron. But I cannot deny, I mean, hypothetically, if the Lakers lost to the Trailblazers, all the LeBron stands, the LeBron dick riders, like I can't even imagine the excuses that they would come up with if if such a thing were to happen. So I do Kuzma, love the idea. I do love the Celtics the, that, whooped up on the Sixers tonight while whilst we were recording this, and, and the Mavs are up fifteen to two on the Clippers currently. Ridiculous, dude. The Mavs, so. dude. Trailblazers and Mavs, two very tough teams. Like for a first. Yeah. Oh, how about the how, and how about the Magic? Beating the Bucks yesterday. That was yeah, crazy. I, I, I don't see that continuing. Of, of all of them, of all of them, I don't see that continuing. But yeah, still nice. Yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. Still I interesting. Dude, one thing be... that needs to be said: this is definitely the most competitive NBA playoffs across the board. Yep. Like in a while. And it's in a sick. while, and it's really it, sick. It, we're it's sick we're... that you Sorry. can. Yeah, no problem. It's sick that you can watch it. At work at one thirty when you're chilling on the couch. It's like at March Madness NBA. It's March Madness. I will say, Greenwald, you're saying by far it's the most competitive. Dude, we're one game in. And you're saying Dude, it's it is, by though. far the, the most greatest, competitive. But it is, though. It is, though. Ever. You can't tell me that in, in, like, in every series, besides, I think, the Raptors and the Nets, truly, I think either team has a decent chance at winning. At All right, well, that, that leads us. That's what we're going to wrap this up with. We're going to eat quickly. We're just going to quickly give our decisions. Tell me the winner of each series. I'm going to go through the matchups. I'm going to say the matchup. You guys let me know who is winning the series, okay? First up, we'll start with the West. We'll go through the West first. Nuggets, Jazz. Jazz tied it up today. We're recording Wednesday. So it's 1-1 right now. Nuggets, Jazz. Who's moving on, guys? A little fast fast round here. Jazz. I'm going to go Jazz, too. D-Mitch, Definitely Nuggets. Yeah, Definitely probably the nuggets, nuggets, but I'm going Jazz. I don't give a fuck. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Love Mitchell. Him. Okay, I got to support it, yeah. It's going know. with my heart there. Clippers, Mavs. Clippers. Clippers. You guys got the Clippers winning it all. Yeah, I mean, I think the Clippers will pull through. Uh, I love me some Luka, though. I know I've said this in our little gr- yeah. group chat. Luka, Incredible. dude, first game on the court, and I love Kawhi, too, but I think it's impossible to not say, at least that game one, dude, Luka was the best player on the court. I know you talked about his turnovers a little bit, Greenwald. Yeah, but well, just he had a rough start. That, but uh, And also, that happens when like you're the leader that has the ball that's making every single play. All right? There's certain nights that LeBron has a lot of turnovers, too, but you can't deny. Dude's got, dude's got the ball in his hands 95% of the time doing everything, whether it's scoring, no, passing, I get it. I get it. transition. And at the end of the that's going to happen. At the end of the game, it, it shocks me in the NBA. Like, And Dame finds a way to do this. He's been extending his range, but... Luca, like you knew he was taking every shot, and yet still they could not stop yeah. him. I mean, he was Dame, getting to the Dame, rim every time. Dame, those Dame's fucking, ridiculous. Those logo three pointers with the full shot Absurd. clock. It's Insane. crazy. I've never seen anything like it. It's crazy. Step. All right, next up, Rockets Thunder. Rockets. Rockets. Rockets yeah, yeah. W- winning game one without Russell Westbrook. It's, yeah. it's yeah. got to be the Rockets. That's it. That's yeah. the easiest pick, I think. No. Along with the Nets Raptors. Yeah. So. Yeah. Lakers, Trailblazers. Blazers, Lakers baby. Six. Blazers in seven. No, no. If it gets to seven, they're losing. They need to win before seven. Lakers in <laughs> six. Dude, there's no home court advantage, which is, I don't know. I think that's, I don't know. The Blazers are playing the best basketball they've played all season. Like, they're in sync. Dame is just on fire right now. 
I don't know, dude. The Lakers dude, look lost. Hassan no, they LeBron. couldn't hit a shot. They couldn't. They can't. Yeah, shot. they're struggling to shoot. They're struggling to shoot. Hassan Whiteside looked incredible too. He was really right. stepping up in that fourth quarter with a couple of big Those blocks. blocks. Yeah. And it's just oh, it's man. it's a little bit funny to me, dude. Like it maybe in other years it's true that LeBron didn't have a cast. But people are already saying that LeBron doesn't have a cast right now after one game when they were the favorites to win it. Everyone, every LeBron fan in the world was so confident LeBron was going to win it all before Dude, this what did I say? Dude, bubble they have happened. Two, they have two MVP candidates on their team. Yeah. Two. Come on. You can't beat right. the Blazers? Moving on to the East. Raptors, Nets. Raptors. Raptors. Raptors, it's got to be. Four. Yeah. Katie and Kyrie are selfish. Um, you should join them in the bubble. Could be good. Celtics, 76ers. Celtics. 76ers. You know, I'm a bit disappointed. What the fuck, Dish? Are you serious? Dish, come on. I hate I was, Celtics. Serious. I was about to, like, basically skip this one. It's such a given. I will say I'm a bit disappointed Ben Simmons isn't playing because I do believe the Celtics would have won anyways. Uh, nevertheless, yes. Six, yeah, Celtics you don't want to sure. see something like that, especially because... Dude, they were one Kawhi incredible shot away from fucking the finals last year. Yeah. Or sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals, I guess. And I do believe the Sixers would have been favorites if they did have Ben Simmons. Uh, I do believe Celtics would have won. I just think it would have have made it more impressive for the Celtics. Maybe not with Hayward out. I don't know. Would have been would have been interesting. No, the fact that Al Horford is with the Sixers now and was with the Celtics last year, I think in terms of Vegas odds. Uh, hey, I think the Celtics would have done it. I don't. I'm not saying that would have been the difference, but in terms of like trying to calculate the better team on paper, I think that might have given the Sixers the edge. Okay, we got Bucks Magic, the one versus the eight seed. Bucks, Bucks, Bucks and six. Bucks, Bucks and okay. five. I think they're gonna destroy them the next four games. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think I will be. <laughs> and last but not least, Jimmy Butler's Heat versus the Pacers. Heat. Oh man, I gotta go Heat, but I I, that's Butler. gonna be a, that's Yo, going seven wait, for sure. I love that. Butler, but I'm going yeah. Pacers. I'm going wait, Pacers. What's up I'm with Oladipo play. though? Oladipo had an eye injury. Is he coming back? Like what's dude? Oladipo's you know? always out. I don't know what's good with that. No, he got a, he got an eye injury in the game, and after that happened, that's when the Heat kind of took it. But but before that, it looked like the Pacers. TJ Warren's still going off. Like dude, just Brogdon is the real. I, I love Malcolm Brogdon, dude. I think he's the real deal. He's got a such a stroke. But what what's that? Going Ish? off of that, have you guys seen Jimmy Butler has a French press in his room, and he's charging that you can't get a coffee anywhere around the bubble. He's charging people twenty dollars a cup of coffee. He has a sign outside of his room. That says cash only twenty dollars. Small, medium, or larges are all twenty dollars. Innovation. What? And I love it. And he's it's innovation. And he he was interviewed about it, and he's like, the man, the demand's so high, I might make it thirty bucks. I know they got the money. Gotta love Jimmy Butler. Gotta love him. Great player. You do. And he really and he really steps it up in the big game too. If you saw yeah. him game one against the Pacers, undoubtedly the best player on the court. Sometimes he has quieter, in, in quieter games too. than others. Yeah, quite, sometimes he has like quieter games than others. But uh, when it's time to deliver, he kind of always is there, defensively or offensively. Jimmy Butler, 
Total dog. That's it, guys. We're going to wrap it up in a second. Uh, what else we got watching this week? Oh, the Champions, Champions League, League Final. Final. Yeah, who's and it's a good. it's a good matchup, too. God damn, I would like to see PSG win for Neymar. No chance, though. No, no, I don't think so. Bayern's <laughs> ridiculous. Bayern are a different level right now, yeah. They're I, a, it's Blitzkrieg but, every game. But I'll be yeah. rooting for PSG for that. that it, same, um, same. It, it is my birthday Saturday, so I'm sure you guys have your presents on the way to me, but... Just a quick oh, yeah. Oh, we do. Yeah. Shout out Liam and his birthday. Let's go. Turning 21, right? Uh, tw- 19. <laughs> I thought it was next Saturday, Liam. Nah, 22nd. Nah, well, happy almost birthday. Thanks. So that's about it. We got Champions League, NBA playoffs continuing. Uh, UFC, not too exciting. There is a, an event, but it was a pay-per-view last week. A Colombian one on the undercard. That was pretty cool. Danny Chavez. He lived like a couple miles away from where I'm living right now for 15 years. Pretty cool for cl- for the dope. Colombian people, anyways. And um, that's it, I think. Anything else we got, guys? Nah, just good, uh, good shit though. Just sports N- are back. NHL NHL playoffs too. Technically, I won't be tuned in, but we're Islanders up three to one, baby. One more win over them Caps. All right, all right. Sounds good. Ho- hope to see it. Don't care for those caps. Caps are reigning champs, right? I don't even know. No. I think the Blues I don't are. Know. Oh right. Blues. Yeah, what's the song? St. Louis. The Bruins. Last what's the year? song again? Oh yeah, that was sick. Yeah, I visited being you in that Boston weekend. for that. Greenwald. That was the weekend I visited you because my yeah what my flight like I couldn't get to your house for forty minutes because it was right next to like uh what, what, the garden. So it right. took me like forty minutes to get. Yeah, Uber. what's that song that the Blues like? We're ripping. Who remembers it? Like, it nah, was like. I don't. So we should end uh, the episode now. Yeah, we should. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> episode eight. Song. Three little Fonzies. That's it. Review. Subscribe. Whatever else I'm forgetting. Do it subscribe. up. We're out of here. Photo. Allow it. Photo. We're all gonna be like three little Fonzies here. We're gonna be cool. We gon' be cool. We gon' be cool.